club, talk footer, footer panorama, trending issues, Kitigbo, and many more. Yes, of course. These shows are now available on demand. All you have to do is just search with the keywords Futa Radio Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, Spotify, and many others. Futa Radio Podcasts. Plug in and stay in touch. The news. The area in 2010 and has played a while. Well, injury club also said that Veggie Van Dyke is not. The numbers. Five wins, three draws, and two losses. Their last 10 games. Shame fast. Uh, records can be broken. And we know how Chelsea starts well in the game and the controversies. You are a United fan. In the last one year, can you beat your chest at Ojaoba? I'm a United fan. I'm happy about it. No, well, we all know. Just answer my question. Yes, I can. To top it all, the best, the analysis. The best United can hope for this one is a draw. No matter how impressive you can be, no matter how, how good you play, you will still eventually baffle guy. You know when you go down. <laughs> Join us on Sports Lounge Mondays to Saturdays, seven to eight p.m. for these and more only on Futa Radio, twenty-three. Point one FM. This is Sports Lounge, Sports Lounge. on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. And turn up the volume. Sports Lounge. Sports Lounge. It's nothing but sports. What's sports? This is Sports Lounge. Rained medals over the weekend as Team Nigeria occupied the 21st position on the medal table with three gold, one silver, two bronze medals at the ongoing Tokyo Paralympic Games. It's on that note, I welcome you to this week's first edition as it presents another opportunity to be back in your ears again to bring you Spot Lounge coming your way from Futa Radio 93.1 FM, Akure. In case you missed any of the actions that went down over the weekend from Formula 1 to Paralympics to the games across Europe, not to worry, the guys and I will do justice to them and we'll discuss the latest updates in the world of transfers as the transfer window set to close tomorrow, 11pm Nigerian time. My name is Maureen and I will be back in a jiffy to bring you the analysis segment of Spot Lounge this evening. Please stay tuned. Provide the opportunity from this free kick. He can indeed. It's turned in. Taken by Fabregas and it's tempted Bravo. It is run beautifully. Romelu Lukaku, 3 0. Arsenal just keep on coming. Lacazette doing his best. Football is fun. Basketball is exciting. Formula One is intriguing. Raikkonen has just set a new race leader, was Sebastian Vettel. Athletics is entertaining. Tune into Sports Lounge. You get all the fun, excitement, entertainment, and much more in one piece. Sports Lounge on Futa Radio. This is Sports Lounge on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. And turn up the volume. Sports Lounge. Talk 
to us live on air via our lines 080-6452-3344 or 0816-408-4381. Remember to turn down the volume of your radio when you call us. Please keep your comments brief and devoid of foul language. Would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. Futa Radio 93.1 FM, coolest in the city. It's nothing but sports. But sports. This is Sports Lounge. Welcome back. I have AGP in the studios and also um, AY joining me, joining us on the show uh, this evening. Uh, like I said, we have a lot to discuss on the show this evening. And first off, we'll start with the Paralympic Games. Uh, that is still ongoing. We are Team Nigeria over the weekend um, had um, a total of five medals was won during the course of the weekend. And uh, in total, we, during the weekend, uh, they had uh, two gold, one silver and um, two uh, bronze. And uh, one of the silver was won earlier today where, uh, where Lovelyn Obiji yeah. actually won uh, the silver silver medal in the 86 plus 86 um, kg where she lifted 147 uh, in kg AGP can you put us through to some of the games that went down yes of course it's been raining medals for <clears throat> for team nigeria at the upper olympic games right there in tokyo and i mean it's least credence to the fact that when it comes to the paralympic games team nigeria we don't just go there to add to the numbers of participating countries we go there to get medals and we get medals um plenty medals uh, it has to be said and i mean over the course of a week um in fact i remember when we were talking about the medal hall last week i mean mm-hmm. we were only able to get just one medal which was of course uh, a gold medal and uh was looking like maybe it's not going to be uh, a a good start it's not going to be a promising uh, paralympic games for team nigeria yeah. especially following i mean the disastrous starts uh, we have five table tennis players, but ever since then, Nigeria has actually done so well. And if it's if we're talking about, I mean, one sport that Nigeria dominates when it comes to either the Olympics or the Paralympics, it has to be powerlifting. It's called powerlifting in the Paralympic Games, and of course, Nigeria has been dominant. In fact, the gold medals we've had, the silver medals, also, and the bronze medals, majority of all, in fact, all the, all the medals have actually come from powerlifting. Mm-hmm. That says a lot about, I mean, the, the strengths of Team Nigeria um, in this um, particular event. And of course, um, adding to the gold medal that was won earlier last week, um, 
the likes of uh, Lucy AGK, who of course was Nigeria's uh, flag bearer mm-hmm. at the uh, start of the Paralympic Games. She actually secured uh, a bronze medal. And um, in fact, no Nigerian athlete in history has actually uh, has the, 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 the type of medal hall that Lucy AGK has. True. She has three gold medals, two silver and one bronze medal. And she made her debut at Sydney in 2000. 2000 yes. I mean, that was her debut. Always so she always, one, yeah, she has never another. missed out on the podium at the, at the Paralympic Games. And she was really, really close. And she was extremely close to winning gold. In fact, at the point in time, she was, she was lifting... 130 kg no one was mm-hmm. going to come close to her yeah. she was doing so well but eventually she missed out slightly and um, i'm sure she'll be disappointed with that one but of course she she obviously cements her place as a very very great athlete for nigeria mm-hmm. and she has never missed out on the podium and uh and um, to 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 hold that uh, and that's we said uh, as far as rowing is concerned we've never participated in rowing at the paralympic games before but nigeria's kinsley ijoma completed in the ripchag um uh, one of the men's singles mm-hmm. and he finished fit uh which in um he finished fit in that one and it was not looking like maybe yeah it, of course it was close it was really close to getting a bronze medal but i mean it becomes the first african athlete to qualify for rowing at the paralympic games and he, he did quite well for himself and then it was another powerful um showing for nigeria again um that was on on saturday when nigeria lift, got another medal in um in powerlifting which was actually won by olaito ibrahim one uh she i beg your pardon she won a bronze medal in the women's 67 kg she had a weight of about 819 kg and it actually brought nigeria's medals to a three at that point in time and um judging by what happened especially since that time um we also had the men's uh ruin final uh, on sunday which actually took place and uh kinsey joma Finished feet in that one. one yeah. And then on Sunday, it was a golden Sunday for Nigeria. And then when uh, Bosse Omolayo won gold in the women's 79 kg, in fact, by winning gold, she set a new Paralympic record mm-hmm. of 144 kg yeah. to win in this, in this event. And she also attempted a world record lift of 144 kg, although kg. she didn't make it yeah. in that one. But I mean, 141, which obviously broke the world record in that point in time and she did so well for herself she's a two-time paralympic champion and she has done so well she also won gold in the 79 kg in in 2016 she lifted 138 kg then and then in 2020 in 2020 as we will have it she lifted 141 and to 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 do so well for herself and of course the last medal uh that was actually won was actually by uh for last Okay, second to the last, yes, actually, yeah. Fola Shadeo Luash Femiayo. She actually won a medal for Nigeria. She won a gold medal in the women's 86 kg. She also broke the world and Paralympics record. record. So, Nigeria are doing so well. We've been doing so well. And finally, the last medal was actually won by Lovelyn uh, Obiji, claimed Nigeria's first silver, silver medal yeah. of, the, of, of, the, of the Games. It actually leads greater to the fact that we've always been doing so well. Positive, positive news coming from, from Tokyo right there. And, and, and we've always said this, that this athlete would have done yeah, they've done so well so far, but I, th- I think they would have they done, done better, better if more, we are they're more had, motivated, mm-hmm. they have the best facilities to train, they have the equipment and all these things. They are exposed to, I mean, 
international tourneys that could actually give, give them that more about they're doing so well regardless of in fact mm-hmm. even with the little training they have they are still breaking world and paralympic mm-hmm. yeah, records and doing so well yeah so impressive one for for team nigeria but we should be looking at improving it's a it's a favorable outing. it's always been favorable outings yeah. in the paralympic games we should be looking at improving on this um uh, especially when we look ahead to paris in 2024 well um uh, still on the paralympic but this one is a, a quick um did you know that at the paralympic games team nigeria have won more medals in powerlifting alone and they've won uh, 52 medals in all than the overall medals the country yeah. has won the at the olympic which is 25 which is really 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 uh, amazing from uh the paralympians compared. and let's not forget we made our paralympics debut in 1992, 1992. In barcelona mm-hmm. our olympics debut came in uh 1952 in helsinki so i mean you, you could look at the, the difference yeah well uh, away from uh, the paralympics let's head to the um afro basket uh, going down in uh, Rwanda where uh, Team Nigeria, the Tigers, uh, actually lost their last game against them, um, Cote d'Ivoire, and hence they'll have to play another qualifiers. Uh, just, yeah, playing against the, third, the, the, the team that finished third, I think, in either of the groups from Group A or B. Yeah to actually qualify for uh, the quarterfinals, which is set to go down uh, tomorrow. I think it's still Uganda. It's still not confirmed because uh, they're still yet to actually announce the team Nigeria will actually face, but the game is set to go down uh, tomorrow uh, right there in Rwanda, Kigali. Yeah, definitely a disappointing one for Team Nigeria. Yes, we spoke about the fact that they won the first two games against Mali and Kenya, and it was looking like, of course, looking at the game against Cote d'Ivoire, they were looking to cement, I mean, top spot on that group, and uh, it was like perhaps not a, a favorable outing for, for for Team Nigeria. If you, if you, for Nigeria, I beg your pardon, in, in terms of how they performed in that game, and the fact that because they the actually, first two quarters, yeah. I mean, it was looking like maybe Nigeria could still claw their way back and get something. In fact, in the third quarter, it was looking like it was within their reach, but eventually in the fourth quarter, they just capitulated. And kudos to the Ivorians because their transition from I mean, from defense to attack was really favorable. They did so well, and then they were able to peg back Nigeria. And let's not forget, this is an inexperienced Nigerian team. So most of these guys have not really had the experience of playing in the top leagues. But I mean, regardless of that, I think Nigeria still they still did so well in the first two games to be able to get to where they are now. And talking about the last um, group game against the Ivorians, definitely, although the difference was not quite quite much, but I think they'll be disappointed with that one because obviously they should have won that game and put themselves in a strong position. But I think in terms of going forward, I think they will learn so much from that because it's their first loss and it was in the third group game and it was against the Ivorians. So I think going forward, they're still going to eventually when it gets to the later stages of the, of the, of the tournament, they are going to come up again I mean, very, very strong sides. I mean, difficult sides that I mean, mm-hmm. could prove to be um, the strong for them. But I mean, in terms of the, I think the lessons they learned, especially from not just from the loss against Ivory Coast, but also from the wins against Mali and Kenya, would bode well for them. Because I mean, eventually, when of course, if they're facing Uganda, then you expect them to, mm-hmm. to beat Uganda because Definitely. Uganda is not one of the countries that should give Nigeria problems. problems. But eventually, after beating Uganda, what follows? Mm-hmm. I mean. They, we've I always think spoken about the fact that they've been poor this, yeah, this the, tournament. They, they've, they've all and they were they were. 
there were instances, especially in the in the first two games, that mm-hmm. I mean Nigeria had a very a good lead mm-hmm. and they had to be pegged back. I mean, yeah. the, the, the difference was actually reduced. I mean, drastically. And I think they should work more on this. And then their transitioning from from defense to attack to really attack. needs to be good as well. Because True. even if you are trailing, at, at least you should be able to to get points to be able to claw back deficits and get yourself in a strong position. Because eventually, when you come up against sides that are very very strong in attack and also very strong in defense it's going to be really difficult for you and that was exactly what the Ivorians showed I'm sure they saw the clips from the first two games and they felt okay there are something we need to there's, there, there could be a way that we could beat Nigeria so and they looked at those videos and they were able to pick those ways out and of course Nigeria should have won that game regardless of what happened but eventually it was a rude awakening for them I'm sure that going forward they will work on that and uh, I'm sure Coach Mike Brown and the guys will work on it uh, going forward where we head to Formula 1 where the shortest ever race uh, happened uh, the Belgian Grand Prix where Max Verstappen uh, won that race after uh, two and a half laps uh, with safety cars involved and also we had uh, George uh, um, yeah, George Russell from Williams actually uh, finishing second and then uh, Lewis Hamilton finishing third. And uh, first off, before we... we uh, oh, let's just talk about the, the, the race because the fact that why it happened was because of uh, the weather conditions. It rained heavily all through and um, due to safety reasons, the FIA and Formula 1 could not um, continue the race and due to the FIA rule, uh, if the race or if, yeah, if the race continues for two if they can able yeah. to actually participate in um, two laps successfully with the safety car they can actually award half points to uh, uh, the, the drivers yeah. and that was what actually happened there yeah, even though um, some parties didn't actually buy uh, what the FIA did uh, the likes of Lewis Hamilton and the Mercedes teams they felt that, that the uh, audience who came to watch the game yeah. should be refunded their money and uh, the fact that the FIA or Formula 1 probably should have moved uh, the game to another date yes, but, yeah. but due to the FIA rules and regulations that could not happen and the only way they had to ensure the race take pl- took place was the fact that they had to go the mandatory to a uh, lap which was what was used yesterday. Yeah, but, uh, it was disappointing for me because I mean if you're concluding the race after just, after just two laps i think it doesn't uh it doesn't speak well about the competitiveness we're expecting from 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 the race in terms of i mean the but, 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 but the thing the is the if it was lewis hamilton this thing favored this is not about this is not to, about who no, no, but, but, no this no. this this lewis is, this, coming is what, out to say it. this is what a lot of people have been talking about after the race this but the thing not, is because be this about because this kind of situation never happens or doesn't happen often yes that's yeah. why people are now uh, like put it, hitting all on the rules. This this same rule and regulation have been in the Formula One since, but because it was actually used, then a lot of people feel this should not Why have happened. Why can't the race be rescheduled? That is a big question because it would be difficult. Seventy-five thousand people were, 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 mm-hmm. were at the venue yesterday. The fact that you have to now reconvey another seventy-five thousand people, another expenses. They Do you know how much come. it is to actually execute a Formula One game? If almost ten million dollars. That is. Uh, the, the, how much do they make? How much do the FIA? How much does the FIA make from from most of these races? They make so much. In fact, this is not the first time Lewis Hamilton will come out because they believe that we've always said it that for these organizers, it's just the money. They're, con- they're concerned about the money. Business. <laughs> <laughs> a cultural business, that AY will call it. But I think in terms of it, I would have loved if the race was scheduled because if you're concluding a race, I was watching the race. There was a safety car in front. 
visibility was so poor, poor yeah. because you could not even overtake. Mm-hmm. And even going before the race actually to in qualifying, Lando Norris actually crashed into mm-hmm. into a yeah, barrier, barrier yeah. which was ob- obviously overshadowed the entirety of mm-hmm. you know, what was supposed to happen yeah. on Sunday in the race. And I think that gave a cursory look to what should what, what should be expected. expected yeah. And then the rain kept pouring and pouring and pouring and it was looking like... And I, I was watching... The fans were hot <laughs> in their raincoats. I mean, Did they were eager. They wanted, they to, wanted see the to see the race. And after two laps, you said the race is, is concluded. It was just like... Maureen, I, I, I want to use... I mean, it... it Terms that would be familiar with it was like go slow at Obadishida Road because <laughs> just imagine in rain was falling and then people were, cars were just going slowly. You could not even threaten to overtake because you could find yourself mm-hmm. in in, in, a very, in, in a very difficult situation. And I think in terms of it, yeah, it's disappointing because in terms of uh, the, the competitiveness we would have seen, it doesn't matter who won the race. I think um, 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 the guy that won the race, Max Verstappen. Yes, he won. Kudos to him. But the rule says, I think after two laps, half points could be awarded. Yeah, which was four points. I think was it half? Was it half? Was it half? Yes, it was half. It was half point. Judging by the half point that was awarded now, that's closed the gap. It has closed the gap. Three points between Lewis Hamilton and John Hamilton, and and obviously the the constructors would not be happy with this one. Yeah, Red Bull, the biggest beneficiaries in the day. But I think for me. Kudos to. I think another uh, beneficiary should be uh, the Williams driver, George Russell. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I was going to say. This is the first time in his in his entire career that he would make podium. And now, hence so the well. talk, hence the talk, the second driver for um, Mercedes. <laughs> We've always spoken about that about yeah. Russell replacing for uh, Bottas. Bottas. But Bottas was nowhere to be found. I think thirteenth. He <laughs> <laughs> was really disappointing for for Valtteri Bottas. So I think this should be offering. Yeah. Of course, the race um, under bad circum- was under bad circumstances. It was not really favorable, but I think it should offer a cursory look to what should be ha- what will, what should be expected going forward next year. Because I mean, George Russell did so well in qualifying to even make it to mm-hmm. second, yeah, to make it and second, he did so yeah. well. So he offered a, a, a cursory look as to what will happen if this guy was driving a car that that is actually as fast as a Mercedes. So in terms of what that means, I think going forward, yeah. Disappointing for for Mercedes because obviously they would have loved to extend, I mean, the, gap. extend the gap. I mean, win the race, uh, but under the under the conditions, it was not favorable. But I think yeah, you can go on and on and on about it. But I mean, it's a cultural business that you will call it. The FIA, the race has been concluded, decision has been made, and going forward, I mean. Well, it look, be seen look, what at, looking at the next, next the next two races, uh, the one happening at uh, the Dodge Grand Prix, the uh, Zandvoort um, track, uh, which is a lot of people feel feel is um, a Red Bull and uh, Max Verstappen's um, stronghold and ground. A lot of people are expecting uh, the Max Verstappen will actually take the lead at that race. And let's not forget there's three consecutive races: the Belgium, the uh, the Dodge, the yeah the Dodge, Dodge Grand, Grand Prix, Prix, and this uh, strongholds for. And Max Verstappen <laughs> and Red Bull. <laughs> so quickly, let's head to the Nigeria football scene where uh, Ihenacho, Alex Wobi, and uh, Wilfred Ndidi have uh, reported to the camp. And the more other uh, Super Eagles players are expected to also join them. And the fact that uh, some of these players have actually uh, disobeyed their respective clubs just because they want to participate at this uh, World Cup of qualifiers. I don't think we should call it um, disobedience. Not, uh, un- because not, the until the, or not until the feature in the second game. I think they're okay, clear, yeah, yeah, they they're actually clear. clear to play. But they'll have to miss, they'll ha- definitely miss one game. Yeah, no, now you say it's you know, disrespecting their club mm-hmm. now. But then Nigeria is on the like mm-hmm. 
But they, and we are they have to for five days. Now, um, that's why I said patriotism. And then, you know, they are very, very proud to fly the colors of Nigeria. And then they're not just, you know, all hung up on playing club football. So now, um, they came home. Now, they know the repercussions for playing in a registered country. They know what it will cost them. They know what it will cost their club. And I'm sure their clubs would have made them know, you know, what... Mm-hmm. entails of all this but then I, th- I think them coming is trying to just make sure yes we can feature in one of the two fix um two fixtures two we'll games, have. Yeah. So, so i think you know um for now let's not call it um them disrespecting their you know their employers because basically yeah. uh, most of their uh, the bulk of their money or the bulk of their um um wages and income you know comes from their club size and i think they came home they want to feature in this game. It's an opportunity to even just come home, see the family. You know, that's refresher sometimes that you need and all that. But, but I think some clubs are very strict, like um, Liverpool. Uh, they did not. I think I that's because, reports, that, no, that's, because not. that's because some of their players at Liverpool. I mean, if Fabio was to leave, Egypt is on the red list. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Now it's on the amber list. Exactly. So it's still it's still for, yeah for for, for Nigerians to come home yeah and play for play yeah and Salah would travel travel down to Egypt to Egypt yeah. So so I think you know exactly. And then you look at um, Liverpool again. They also have the likes of Fabinho um, and Firmino, Alison Becker. Becker, who are kicky. I mean, basically the central of their spine. Yeah, you know. for Brazil. Yeah, but, um, for even for Liverpool, I mean, it's Alison in goal, Fabinho in the central of the pack, Fabinho leading the line and all that. So I think for Nigerians coming home, it's a good one for them. Hopefully, you know, they can do so well, do what they need to do, and you know, at the same time maintain or you know not go um, against their clubs for uh, by playing in red-listed countries. But the fact that Nigeria is still on the amber list gives them that freedom, that leeway to come home, play the game, and then go back to their club side. Well, for me, yeah. yeah, AY has actually said quite a lot, but I just want to add that. Yeah, I think Liberia, Liberia should be on the uh, red list in the in the United Kingdom. Okay, no, Ved. I think Liberia is on the Cape Verde is on the red list in the United Liberia Kingdom. Liberia yeah. should be on the red list as well because, I mean, I was reading... Uh, I discovered they yeah. were on the red list, but they will be coming to Nigeria. Nigeria mm-hmm. will not be traveling Probably there. Yeah, but so you'd expect it. it favors, yeah. but and I'm sure the players would have undergone I mean, necessary COVID testing yeah. and all that before they're allowed to play in that one. And I think in terms of that, yeah, we might be seeing the likes of Alexi Wobi, Kilichi Anachov, Wilfred Ndidi, mm-hmm. and the other English-based players in the squad playing just against Liberia. Mm-hmm. But the good thing is, Maureen, we, I mean, a total of um, 24 players were called up. Well, in terms of that, the players are on standby are also in camp. Good. Likes of Kingsley mm-hmm. Michael, yeah, Kingsley Michael. Henry Yoko. In fact, right now in camp, 15 players have arrived, um, including the players that are on the standby, standby list. Henry Yoko is in camp, Kingsley Michael is in camp, and other players that are still on the standby list are, are still expected. So I think they are trying to make it in the way that if the guys from England are able to play against Liberia, then yeah. they can return back, back to, England. to England. While the guys that are coming from countries standby list say, yeah. and countries that I mean automatically give you leeway to travel to mm-hmm. to this uh, red listed countries, countries. Or, or countries that the countries that we that you are traveling to are not red listed where trip. these players are based, they can still make a trip down there. So it's a win win situation because eventually they're not breaking any rules. But I mean, going away from the Nigerian situation, I think it. Are, it applies to other clubs because Brazil will be playing Argentina mm-hmm. during this international break. In fact, I mean, as far as Common Ball, which is a South American, South American. Uh, uh, football association is concerned, in terms of that, there are going to be really, really huge games coming up in this particular window and and in the foreseeable future as mm-hmm. well. So, I mean, lots of players, lots of their players playing the big leagues in Europe. In fact, a sizable number of them, them playing in England. Big, yeah. For Argentina, a goalkeeper's 
my goalkeeper um, uh, Emiliano Martinez and uh, Aston Villa midfielder Emi Buendia. The two of them broke Premier League rules. They traveled down to Argentina because they felt that they were going to always honor the, their, their country's call up. Argentina will play three games. They'll face Venezuela, they'll face Brazil, and they'll face Bolivia. But the good thing is, um, Buendia and Emiliano Martinez will be playing two games. They'll play against um, Venezuela and Brazil, Brazil, and they will not feature in the last game against Bolivia. They will return to England. But upon returning to England, for since they broke the rules, they are going to miss a trip to Chelsea, and they're still going to miss one more match, one more match yeah. b- before before they are available as well. But I think going forward, yeah, Brazil, we still, we still don't know the issues with the Brazilian players, Fred, Fabinho, Alisson, Ederson. In. Yeah, FIFA is still weighing in. And of course, today we got the news that Edinson Cavani has actually pulled out, pulled out. Uh, of the yeah. Uruguayan uh, uh, squad. He has always been insisted that he wanted to travel. But I mean, looking at the time frame, because I was I was actually doing I was doing a bit of discussion with some guys today, and then we we're talking about the games that he would miss if we eventually make that trip. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a large chunk mm-hmm. of, of games that he's going to miss. Yes, but obviously, you would have loved you you would love to have both of them of yeah. players. Mm-hmm. I mean, available for you because Ronaldo will not play all the games for you. It's good that you have a player not like Cavani. That. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 my that's, that's personal feeling but yeah. I think in terms of it if FIFA is able to wade in and actually get something done and these players can travel or there's a, there's a situation around it that can maybe allow the rules to be bent to favor some players. of these countries it will be good but going forward let's just hope that the best can be done well, let's head to uh, the international football scene and we'll begin with the games that went down across Europe. Uh, first off, why are you nodding your head? <laughs> first it's off, time, it's time. <laughs> first off, we'll begin uh, with uh, the games that went down in the Premier League. Uh, first off is the Manchester City versus Arsenal. It ended uh, 5-0 and Xhaka uh, yes, <laughs> getting a red card in that in that one. And you just, I, when, when that happened, I just remember what Philip said, the fact that he would pull up two consecutive good appearance, get the new deal, and then the rest of the season he's found wanting. And I'm like, then another red card. Is this going to happen yeah, again I'm, for Xhaka? I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to step on a lot of tools here and I will come out and say, I think the red card was a bit harsh in the sense that um, another referee might have been a bit lenient, but then the game is a game. And I think, you know, Jaka went into it that was challenge. Two-footed. Yeah, it was it's two-footed challenge. In, uh, explaining it in slow motion actually defies the whole logic of actually explaining it with the video. Now, Jaka went in two-footed first, but then at the last minute, he was pulling out of the tackle. Now, they don't not, just penalize you. For yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting. As I said, I'm going to step on a lot of tools. And I think, you know, another people <laughs> have thought, this is Arsenal. They are, they are, they are helpless at this point. We're already oh. losing. Three down. They're already losing. losing. <laughs> three, <laughs> two, three goals. And then you're taking away. I mean, so it was really, really, you know, just a better outing for Arsenal. And I think um, I was watching again. I was just thinking, I, I, I felt so, 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 so. Um, sorry for, 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 for Arsenal fans because, I mean, you look at what has happened over the years. And the body language, the, the fact, the, the fact uh, that uh, for Aubameyang, after yeah. the, the match, the yeah. post-conference, he was saying uh, he was going to this international break, uh, mm. him uh, and the players, they, they need, need to, to actually yeah, obviously, yeah. talk among themselves. They need to. Um, Philip likes to say something, which is true, yeah. Sometimes players need to step up and then take responsibility. Um, I remember it was Maldini giving an interview and then you know, the great Ancelotti was the coach and he said, that sometimes um, Carlo tells us something 
And then I go on the pitch and I tell them, yeah, Carlo has said that, but then we need to do this because we are the one playing this playing game. Carlo is not there. So, you know, you know, there's a bit of truth in everything. And I think looking at that game, some players really need to take a hard look at themselves and think how, I, I mean, you would have people watching. Obviously, it's easy to sit on the sidelines and analyze. It's always easy to sit on the sidelines when you're not in the heat and mm-hmm. oh, say what's right and what's wrong. But then this guy, these guys are being paid handsomely to play at the highest level. And then I keep saying it. But there's still some people who feel as now we're not to their strengths. The fact no, that they, was, they were not they to their strengths. But there's some of the mistakes. I mean, some of the mistakes we we're making. I keep saying it. Football is a cutthroat business. If it was really, really cutthroat, some of those guys should be fined two weeks' salaries. Because, I mean, Cedric Suarez was there watching the offside trap being set by a fellow defender. And for some reason, he decided, no, I'm not part of this offside trap. Was he playing for Man City? We don't know. So I think, you look at that Arsenal team, Arteta has been so stubborn in the sense that earlier when he took over the job, when he won the FA Cup and the community shield, mm-hmm. he talks of, you know, trust the process. And then that was him trying to... Which was what Messi was he tweeted after the yeah, game. Man, you know, <laughs> bounce and bounce. I mean, Arsenal, I mean, it's like... You all saw that very, very famous clip. Obviously, you could say it's how many years ago. It's not Arsenal fans about them saying, you know, they are not um, worried about them being beaten. You know, you're not special at all. But I think for Arsenal, Atheta and, you know, the players and the board, it's, 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 it's chaos right now because Atheta has been so adamant on playing a particular style, style. with players that are obviously by this point... Don't know now, how to play the style. Can't play that style. We always say this now, sometimes you want to play a particular style, but then you see managers adapt their tactics to certain players. To give an example, um, Brennan Rogers is a very, very good example. Kelechi and Akio, for all he could do, under previous managers struggled to actually, you know, play you know for Leicester. But then... Him. Um, Benaria saw, okay, Kileke Enacho is somewhere in between a striker and then a number 10 or a number 8. And then he devised a system to play Kileke Enacho and Jimmy Vardy. That is, Kileke can now play as a second striker, which suits him so, so well. Now, that's the manager adapting his tactics to the players he has. Now, um, Atata has seen this. You know, there are so many deficiencies in that squad. They have a right back problem. They spent so heavily on Ben White, which I thought, or which you I said, think, you said yeah, which I said they don't, don't necessarily need to mm-hmm. do so. Um, there are still so many dead ones in that. I mean, I saw um, Sid um, Colasina still starting for Arsenal, and then William Saliba cannot get a game for Arsenal. Uh, you look at that and you see that it's a broken system and something needs to change. And it I, seems like they're not ready to actually change it because yeah, I felt after I, that I, game. And if they're ready to actually yeah, implement the change, yeah, now I want to use this word a more ambitious club, yeah, would have you know said, okay, we yeah, maybe we gave you five games ultimatum and all that, but then going by this, I don't think we even need to keep you to the five game. Don't worry, how much is your severance payment? We cut size and then bring a new manager who can lift the spirits. Who can now we've always talked about new manager bounce, Arsenal could do it if a, a new manager bounce, and then you have the likes of Zinedine Zidane, obviously, it will take a whole lot of money to actually put like to Zidane and Conte to Arsenal now but then I think Arsenal have the money to spend if you're spending 50 million on Ben White when you're really heavily stacked in the central defence I think you can do that but then for City themselves they didn't necessarily need to get out of second gear because some of the goals were really gifted to them mm-hmm. and Arsenal were just woeful on the night or on, on, on the afternoon rather and it was a bad it was a purple outing um not held by Xhaka's um mistimed and rash challenge like I said I still feel you know, maybe another um, referee would have just looked at the whole situation and given Jack a, a yellow card. But then, for us now, like you said, if you're not sacking um, Ateta now, and then it's transfer... And, and transfer window is just... Close this tomorrow. I said this last week. I said, if you're... If Arsenal... Obviously, Arsenal needs reinforcements mm-hmm. across the pitch. I, I, I don't know if I said this here. I said, 
Arsenal are the only traditional air quotes now, top six side who don't necessarily have a player you're worried or you're scared of. Mm-hmm. And I think they need, you know, new faces, quality players that can just come in and leave the space. So I think for Arsenal, nobody expected them to beat City. Uh, we're not surprised that they got the trash, especially after they got red carded. But then I just look at it and think for Arsenal, they really need to make sure things, they shake things up, either changing the manager or bringing in new players. But then something has to be done at Arsenal if they are to arrest this, you know, already sinking ship. Well, let's just hope uh, the two weeks break uh, from football will actually <laughs> help the players actually uh, uh, get on with it because currently, they are, I think they're 19th or 20th. 19th. Uh, 19th. 20th. The twenty on the log. Bottom, wow. Bottom and then they play, the they play fellow strugglers. <laughs> no, which next? Well, away from that quickly, let's talk about the Chelsea um Liverpool game. Uh, uh, interesting game, I would say. The first fact that uh, at first half, because the first fifteen minutes, it seemed like Liverpool were going to actually run at Chelsea probably score two or three goals but the fact that Chelsea were able to still hold until that point before mm. the lucky goal from um, Kai Havertz via um, the Rhys James um, corner and then for some for for some reason that red card happened to um, for Rhys James uh, uh, <laughs> what are the reasons no, for some, it's a deserved well, red card yeah I'm not I'm not judge, but I'm just saying that the fact that okay. all of them needed to clear that ball from the line <laughs> at that point yeah exactly and that red was given but the fact that how they responded in that game truly matters and I think I would agree with I don't know who have actually said the fact that Chelsea have so much improved under Thomas Tuchel so far this season obviously I mean um, you look at Chelsea and you think maybe they are right now the perfect hybrid team they could play the low block the counter attack and even the possession based style depending on what you need them to do so them do that at the Champions League where they ceded position to Man City and we saw them suffer them again to use um, Jorginho's words uh, against Liverpool at Anfield a full yeah, Anfield in the host not, environment yeah it's not really easy but then I think Rhys James was a bit too naive I mean, no it, 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 he didn't do it intentionally because yeah, at that yeah, point more, more, more at that players point, need to adapt now, now we are saying manager in as work. much as you need to adapt at yeah. that point did you see the pressure at a point I thought that gone in then the ball bounced back Marine. and everybody was trying to jump in how to play the ball it's, it's similar to someone making a last ditch tackle when you know it's 1 0 or it's 0 0, and then someone is on it's in on goal, and you're making a last ditch tackle with the mindset. But some people want with, with the mind, prefer with the hoping mindset. that when the penalty is given, the goalkeeper no. can actually catch it. No, with the mindset that you know, with the mindset that there's VAR now, we always <laughs> say penalty. managers to adapt. Uh, it's too <clears> old school, players should be ready to do that now. God, are days where you know players can come in and punch someone before a corner kick because VAR can pick it up. So, God, are days when you come and play some of those old dirty tricks? I think, um, yes, you could call it reflex. Now it will take it will take a while, but I think players should know by now. Now that if that had gone in, it's one one. Game is still on. It's still eleven eleven. If you trust your you know your ability and all that, I think it was resumes panicking at that moment. To be honest, now in the sense that he thought okay he could get away with this and you know for the obvious reason there's VR now. And, you know, people can say what they like about Anthony Taylor, but I think once he saw it, there was no need looking at it the second, second time. <laughs> you saw his hand was so quick. It was so quick with So decision. it's similar to the, I think it was the Chamberlain, um, 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 the Gibbs issue where, I think it was Gibbs who... There was, a, there was, a, there was another instance, Fernandinho against Chelsea, uh, I think two, two seasons, 
two seasons ago. Was yeah, it two seasons yeah, ago. Yeah, he got a red card. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, and, no, he, he didn't get a red card. But then, yeah, I think he got a yellow card, yeah. and it was a penalty for penalty Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea won two one. Yeah, and yeah. so the, I think that's what they're, dra- they're, they're going on about. But Comparing. I, I think. Um, for Liverpool, I just want to say this. I, I, we've talked about Liverpool and then we've said, okay, yeah, they've signed a new defender, they've gotten Van Dijk back, but well, so far played. so good this season. Well, I still early days and most of our prediction in these early days, yeah, eventually it turn out to, you know, be early um, initial gra gra. We mm-hmm. rush to the um, conclusions or it will turn out to be true. But I think for Liverpool, even in the games they've played against the likes of Norwich and Co, they still looked a bit, sus- um, you know, um, lose in the fence where they are considering some chance and then in the midfield I was surprised to see Javier Elliott start yes he's you know, a very very good um, young player but then it's a big big call for Jurgen Klopp he likes to do that sometimes but you could see that Liverpool yes that was in front of a full Anfield and back in the day you'd dread to play 10 men against a f- no what I'm saying you dread to play against a full Anfield side not to talk of playing 10 men against um, a full Anfield side so I think for Liverpool still early days maybe they're still trying to iron out the chinks in their or the, the weakness in their armors and all that but um, they did not necessarily field or they've not necessarily convinced me enough like I said it's still early days they're tied to challenge yeah yeah but then I think for Chelsea um, they did quite well they got the early goal Thomas Tuchel would have thought, you know, we saw him so animated as he always is, um, would have thought and maybe... And that um, changes, uh, uh, over to UAGP, the two tactical um, changes that he made af- at halftime where he removed Kante and also he removed, um, trying to remember the other player, Kai Havertz, yeah. yeah, and he brought in... Um, Kovacic. Kovacic in that... In, uh, yeah. Kovacic and Thiago Silva. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kovacic and Thiago yeah. Silva. For Thiago Silva, I could I could understand yeah. why he brought it in, but for Kovacic, a lot of people were expecting they needed Kante in that game. To Kante was injured. Kante was injured. He got injured. And he said that. And in terms of in terms of this, I think it was a brave decision from Thomas Tuchel. And then he paid. Not off. many mm-hmm. managers mm-hmm. would do what that. I mean, true. You're you're a man down at Anfield, and then you make the decision to take off Kante, although he was injured. You might want to say, but I think in terms of that decision, it was really brave from him, and it was. A gamble that paid, paid off. off yeah. It could have been. It, it could have been <laughs> a gamble that. I mean, I will be here and be dragging him. Yeah, yeah. But I think he took the he took the gamble, and Chelsea defended. They defended really well, bravely. It has to be said. And I think the experience of Thiago Silva also paid yeah, because I mean, he was able to, of course, control Marshall the defense. Rudy Gia was also in, mm-hmm. impressive. Christiansen had a fantastic game. I think the man of the match for Chelsea, Edward Mendy, for me. Those saves were really, 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 really crucial. It has to be said. Although you might want to say Liverpool were restricted. I think in terms of the defense, that's what I mean. That's what Thomas Sokol would have told the boys after me. I mean, they should restrict the movement of Liverpool players in and around the box rather than, I mean, helping Liverpool or restricting Liverpool to hitting the shots from distance, which Mm. was what they were doing. And even when Liverpool were able to get in behind, I mean, Chelsea backline, I mean, Edward Mendy was was just there. there. I think it was a brave decision because not many managers would go to Hamfield with a man down at halftime, take off Ngolo Conte, I mean, for the player Conte is and still get 1-1. Although you might want to say, I mean, Liverpool were really wasteful. They were not clinical. If we were to be in Manchester City and you have a man oh, down, you, you could <laughs> buy a man. It would have been run over blood in terms of that. Yeah. But I think Chelsea, that did, not Chelsea did so well. Yeah, it's a game. It's a game. It's a game. It's a gamble. No, we are talking, we are talking yeah. now on you know, antecedents of both sides now. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I think... We know what Bayern can do. If we're going to credit... If I am going to give credit to Thomas Tuchel for anything, it has to be Chelsea's defence. Yeah. Chelsea, at a point in time... When Chelsea go a man down, this was the same Chelsea, although you might want to say different circumstances anyway, mm-hmm. but Chelsea went down 
they went a man down yeah, against West Bromwich wow. Albion yeah. and they lost 5-2 although mm. different yeah. circumstances but I mean going to, I mean for maybe, the for maybe, the maybe, quality maybe, of the opposition so I mean from, from that they were facing it, it's, it says a lot about maybe how, how well clinical. they did so well <laughs> and, and that's the point because if, if they were clinical Liverpool obviously had good chances to win the game mm-hmm. and they did so well as well but I think in the end just like Jurgen Klopp said a point was the best result the because <laughs> Liverpool were even for, yeah you were want to say I feel if it were to be 11 against 11 it uh, would have been a different result but mm. I think in terms of the circumstances that surrounded the match the fact that a player was sent off deservedly I, I have to be said a penalty mm-hmm. was scored Chelsea scored first against the run of play mm-hmm. and Liverpool I mean for all their chances were trotted by Dramendi I think it was a deserve it was a it was a good game it was good a good game, game but I think a, a point each for each, uh, each for for the two sides best was the best uh, result that they could hope for. Well, uh, away from that, uh, quickly, Manchester United um, did one against the uh, Wolves, and a uh, lot of people were expecting uh, probably Ronaldo may actually come nah, to the nah, menu nah, 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 to actually um, see the game. But uh, according to reports, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo just uh, completed his medical today at uh, Manchester United. But for my United, 1-0 at Wolves. Yes, we know Wolves uh, is actually a difficult side to play with. But uh, and missing Greywood actually getting uh, that is... Uh, well, just people actually still um, yeah. criticise the goal because, yeah, because, uh, because, because for, treaters, Wolves, yeah. Yeah, for Wolves, yeah, yeah. they actually felt uh, Ruben uh, Nervous was actually uh, a foul yeah, yeah. before that goal was actually scored. Yeah, I think um, for my United, um, you know, we we'll, we'll come here most times and say when teams, you know, who are supposed to win um, comfortably, mm-hmm. win by struggle, you say stuff of champions, and I think they show that because for so mo- uh, for a long stretch of the games, Wolves were kind of you know, the side with the initiatives and you know, mm-hmm. taking the game. Obviously, I think. If anything, this game showed a need for a defensive midfielder for my United. It has shown it has shown that you know, Fred is almost useless without Scott because you yeah. like to say Fred's weakness is um, Scott's strength, Scott's weakness is Fred's strength. And now yeah. without um, his he partner, he looked lost, and we could see how he was struggling in that game. And for all of Wolves' endeavors, you know, David De Gea, he came back early this season and he said he wants to fight for his. Trust me, Dean Henderson would have looked at that up and I think, well, um, <laughs> it take uh, it take a whole lot to actually get this guy out because you know he yeah, was fantastic, was fantastic. Yeah, rolling back the years and um for Wolf for all they could do under um Bruno Large so far. They play some interesting stuff. Adama Traore has always electric, um effervescent, doing so much. But but, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> effervescent, but you know, that final pause, that that final ball, that final decision. Uh, that's when the final thought leaves him wanting. And I think for, for my United they found you and then for Mason Greenwood, that's nineteen goals, I think. Yeah. Nineteen goals contribution in twenty games. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was twenty goals. Yeah. Twenty goals, for, twenty Premier League goals for him. Yeah, yeah already at, yeah. As, as a teenager. Yeah, but I'm saying teenager. in his last ten games, yeah, in yeah. his last ten games, he has nine goals contribution. Yeah, I think goals. Um, eight goals, one assist. Uh, that shows you he's a pure finisher. We keep hearing this. Um, he's the best finisher at the club. He's you know he strikes the ball so cleanly. But one of the best in the league. Yeah, yeah. So you you could see that, and you know for obvious reasons. Um, we we sat we sat here um last week and we we're saying you know, Ronaldo makes my United you know automatically ties to contender. I still believe that, but then if they don't address the issue of signing someone who can pick up where the likes of Bruno failed to do the hard work, the likes of Pogba failed to do the hard work, and also can use the ball very very well, my United will struggle. But then I think they managed to control the game without being hot and, and then getting the maximum point expected. Yeah.
Yeah, for me, uh, yeah, I would I would like to continue for where uh, AY stopped. I think the pressing need obviously showed that. I mean, United need a defensive midfielder because that game was just tailor made for Adama Traore with his strength, with his pace, with his I mean, effervescence, with his um, electric, electrifying performance that <laughs> which he always puts up. But that I mean goalfulness in, yeah. in front of goal. I think uh, somebody was even saying something. Some I think it was on Twitter that I mean uh, Adama Traore would be the greatest of all time if he, <laughs> if he actually knows how to finish because this guy has. Every Everything. In fact, it was a point in time was it was practically manhandling the United defense. I mean, he, he has a lot of strength. He can move the ball, and you can't get the ball off him. And then the baby Hoyl, I mean, <laughs> control. I don't want to call him controversy, but I mean, the the the, 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 the baby Hoyle, <laughs> because of his shoulder, the shoulder, the shoulder pops out a lot, so Make, makes him difficult to stop. And, and, and all that, I think he did so well. Yes, you might want to say another player that was impressive um, for Wolves yesterday, Asri Francisco Chinchao, yeah. did so well. I mean, he would have scored, but for <laughs> Arawan Bisaka's um, late, yeah. late, I mean, blocking, blocking like right there before the ball was going. And I think uh, Raul Jimenez was not practically in that game. I think ever since that injury has actually, actually yeah, happened, he's been just struggling. easy into the game. So, yeah, yeah, let's just give some time. so I think in terms of the control of the game, in terms of the chances created, I think United would would look at this one and say, yeah, we were lucky because the Molyneux has always been a difficult ground potential yeah. banana for United. Yeah. And eventually, they were able to, yeah, you might say they won their last season, last game of the season. But mm-hmm. I mean, going there again this season, especially with the Wolves at full strength mm-hmm. and with the fans in the stadium as well, mm. always going to be really difficult. And I think Holy Gonasuja will look at this game and say, this is one of the games that you say, Ori, you're me. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the point because United did so well, but I think they didn't do so well. But I mean, they did enough to be able to get three, mm-hmm. three points because it, Eventually, when the league is when the league ends, you look at the Wolves game and say we are lucky to, to actually, actually get, get three points, points. In this, rather than losing the game. Well, um, to another game, Tottenham maintained their hundred percent start to the season by defeating a uh, Watford, courtesy of uh, a human son's uh, goal, uh, where, he his, <laughs> 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 where, where he marked his where he marked his Premier League no, no, uh, appearance. No, 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 at 2-0 and Burnley drew Leeds United at 1-1 and away from that quickly let's head to the La Liga where Memphis Depay is actually scoring are we for, surprised? no, no I'm, I'm not surprised scoring for Barcelona I think another surprising um, game was Atletico uh, they drew uh, their game that was the most surprising game I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel across the Europe I feel, I feel so bad for, I feel so bad because for Miami I think maybe I'm, I think maybe, that game was won practically I think maybe I'm one of the few Unai fans because I really, <laughs> to be honest I really really like him not just for even not for any the amount of gel he puts on his hair but, uh, <laughs> but not for tactics good but then you know, he's he can't be quite tactical uh, I like the fact that he plays with two left um, backs in yeah. the same same um, position I mean in in the same starting level with um, uh, Abato Moreno and um, Estupian, yeah. or Abato Moreno and um, Pedraza but then we saw that game he had a poor record against Simone he was up. He was out, Simeone, Simeone. Because almost, he was, I mean, he was up and down. He was shouting. He was cajoling the players, and he did so well because Atletico played so so well in the mm-hmm. first half. They could have been three 0 up, yeah. but then he weathered the storm. And the second half, you know, he took the game to them, and somehow he found himself winning two one, and with like. Two three minutes to go, he could see blood. He could. I, I'm sure he was already forming his um, post match um, conference. Conference, and then what he was going to say. But then, for that miscommunication between um, Ice and Ma- Mandy and um, um, Ruli, 
you know, where it was a hopeful punch for I think for San Ingers. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, they managed to just allow Atletico back into the game. I think you, know, you could see me wanted to tear his suit off and all that. But for Simeone again, that's a very, very difficult game because we'll At see, least we'll 11 see. points with the likes of um, Barcelona yeah, and we'll um, Real Madrid. We know that Villarreal, especially Emirates Villarreal, can be very, very difficult, difficult to play yeah. against. But then I think this will. And then for Memphis to play, I'm not surprised he's doing so well. I mean, these are someone who. Yeah, he's said, stepping up. Yeah. He's stepping up. Not stepping up. He has stepped up. You know, he had that very, very good opening to his career with mm-hmm. PSV. Went to Man United. Didn't work out so well. Went to Leon. Mm-hmm. Was talismanic for them. Mm-hmm. I think there was a time he had a bet with Neymar mm-hmm. for who would score the most free kick. If you were betting someone as, like, as talented as Neymar, mm-hmm. it means you actually have what it takes. And he has gone to Barcelona and then he has been that shining light. He's, you know, inventive. He's scoring goals. He's creating assists. He's doing pre-assists. So I think it's a good one. Uh, but for Barcelona, you still look at that squad and think they're still yeah. loopholes yeah. in the squad. And Definitely. then for Real Madrid, the, the lone goal is typical Ancelotti. He has come in. He's playing his politics. We saw Vinicius Jr. start ahead of Eden Hazard, mm-hmm. which was surprising. And for Dani Cavaja getting a goal. But then defensively, Madrid need to get a defender True. in sooner or later. But um, for the La Liga, it's still shaping up. It's still shaping up. A three-horse a three horse race. And for all we've said about Barcelona and Real Madrid not threatening and, and, and Atletico looking as favourites, I still think Atletico Madrid... We're for a surprise. Yeah. Well, the phone lines are open, 0-0-6-4-5-2-3-3-4-4, 0-8-1-6-4-0-8-4-3-8-1. Those are the phone numbers. You can be part of the show. We've discussed um, the Formula 1. We've also talked about the, the Tigers. Uh, we've also talked about the Paralympics and the games that went down across Europe. You can call in to be part of the show. Hello? Hello? Sorry, lost that the phone lines is 0-0-6-4-5-2-3-3-4-4 or 0816-408-4381. Hello? Hello, good evening, guys. Yeah, good evening, all right. Thank you for giving us a pretty point of this evening again. All right, thank you, all right. Uh, I got to comment on our, my team, my Chelsea. Chelsea. After giving a red card, it's not questionable. It's the true red card. But um, thanking God that uh, we get to uh, that uh, that one draw. All right. Kudos to Chelsea. All right. Thank but you. Why did not go? Uh, that team that uh, score club have been about four or five goals. But thank God that uh, we maintain uh, to, to, to defend that. Uh, that one one. One 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 draw. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Bright, for your contribution. 0806-452-3344 or 0816-408-4381. Hello? Hello, Mori. Yeah, good evening. What's your name? Good evening. This is Tai All right. Tai Taiwo, your contribution. Quickly. I want to contribute on uh, Chelsea Marsh. Uh, you said uh, Avat caught a lucky goal. That was not a lucky goal. You knew what he was doing. That is, I need to correct you on that. What I mean by lucky, uh, yes. the fact that Liverpool defence, Virgin van Dijk, was unable to actually see that. Yes, yes, now that is, if they did not make mistakes, that made the Chelsea will not score. So that made me know what he was doing. And again, you guys talk about that. Man City, because play 10 against 11 against Man City or Bayern Munich, they be playing it. And if I want to ask any of you guys on that, on the like, before the match, when Chelsea collected red cards, you guys will be like, oh, Chelsea might get only in, they will beat Chelsea today, they will finish. I knew that, that's what we come up to your guys, man. So, We've we've seen Leeds beat Man City with ten men, so we don't necessarily think um, a team going, you know, one man down is doing it all. 
you have to like bro you have to give it to Chelsea Chelsea played them we didn't take it away from Chelsea all right, thank you very much, Tai Taiwo, for your contribution. The phone lines is 006 452 3344 or 0816 408 4381. Hello, hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening. What's your name? Michael is my name, Michael. Yeah, your contribution quickly. Like I was telling some people last week, the Different for Chelsea FC this season is Thomas Tuchel. He had a game plan. If not for the red card, Chelsea would have won that game 1 0. For the red card, actually, uh, spoils the game, game, plan. The game plan. Yeah, and when that was happened, he came up with another formula to towards uh, Liverpool. Liverpool also had a game plan. They want to upgrade, they want to attack Chelsea and put Chelsea under pressure. But he was able to read what we were going to do, and he came out with the solution. The man is just very, out of very the good. Yeah. Thank you very much, Michael, for your contribution. The phone lines is 0064523344 or 0816408438. Quickly, and for Lionel Messi, he made his uh, debut appearance in the 66th minute, uh, right there for Paris Saint Germain, and uh, he won. They won that game at two 0 courtesy of a Kylian Mbappe goal, which a lot of people feel. That might be his last appearance uh, for 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 the club. That's not his last appearance because I mean the news actually broke this evening that I mean the deadline given to Real Madrid to I mean make get, an offer. I think they, they, they did. They not did. even make an offer to get the signing of Kylian Mbappe done this summer has actually elapsed. So I mean I PSG like are holding on to the player now, and they've said that I mean the the big question now is would Kylian Mbappe sign I don't a, think an he, extension? I don't think he would. Uh, or I would be surprised if he did. If he does, fine. But that's the big question now. Or he would I mean stall on signing an extension and just I mean be free to talk free. to Real Madrid in January and <laughs> join uh, Real Madrid in the summer. That remains to be seen. But mm. as far as I mean Mbappe, mm. PSG, and Real Madrid is concerned, we're going to be seeing Mbappe for maybe, the entirety of the season. Maybe till the transfer window the closes. I think till January. Then we'll maybe. discuss. We'll discuss. We'll discuss this deal. But until now, uh, good debut appearance for Lionel Messi and quickly to kept uh, a clean sheet as yeah well. they kept a clean sheet too and uh, to the Syria A uh, Tammy Abraham getting his goal in his debut so as uh, Oliver Giroud uh, right there for for AC for AC for AC I know. Um, I actually want to contribute on the Chelsea Liverpool match. All right. Despite the fact being a Manchester United fan, hmm. uh, that has been, I think that's one of the most interesting games I've seen in a while now. It is absolutely breathtaking. Chelsea proved they are, they are, they are I mean, they deserve to be champions of Europe last match. It was a really interesting match, and I love the way Liverpool were tackling and marking. Anytime they are not in position of the ball, I, I wish Ole and everyone in Madrid and Madrid can just go and sit down and learn Watch how the to game. Yeah. Out love. That game was tactically, you will know the two coaches are, they know what they are doing. That is just, that is just, they know, both of them know what they are doing. And I hope that Ole, Ole could take a clue from, from that. And um, concerning the Manchester United match as well, obviously it is very 
clear now that Manchester United need the defensive midfield. I don't know what Indeed is he doing in Leicester City till now. And Manchester United are suffering the way they are suffering. Thank God, though. Thank God for the only draw. Uh, David Gay. <laughs> David Gay is your only duro now. <laughs> he's the only for that match. He's obviously the only match. And um, I just hope, obviously, I, I'm not, I don't think they can do any sign in the game. Yeah. Any sign in the game. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, just maybe, mm-hmm. January. Yeah, we just have to manage the two left legs in Scott McTominay and um, Fred. Fred. Since then. And I don't know why Ole has, never, has not been using. I know for that match yesterday, probably could have been too physical for him. But outside that match, I hope you will get to see him more this season. All right. Thank you, Thank you very much. Quickly, uh, the Juventus game, they lost, uh, yeah, they lost the night. Uh, after. Empoli, it, anybody who knows Empoli should know Empoli is a banana skin. But then, I, that, not, that, I, I'm saying <laughs> that before I come back with, before I even talk about I mean, banana skins or whatever. Maureen, I remember there was a time we were arguing Juventus on this show. If we're always saying... They have a good squad. They have this. I think they, they, they do. If that squad, if that squad can beat them, showing, I just showed you Juventus's lineup for yeah, the yeah, game. Obviously, Weston McKenney was playing on the flanks. He's not a winger. And then Danilo is playing. Danilo is playing that defensive midfield. Yeah, central midfield. Yeah, yeah. So are you saying that entire team is bad? It's, it's not that it's bad. I think they we should could, drag, they, they should have drag a leg for though, because because you have a right back. You're playing in central. It's not in in terms of the performance. It was dull. It has to be said, it, and it was not impressive. And going forward, they have we're talking about they have Ronaldo has left now, now so they, they should be winning. But well, I mean, it, they're regressing further, and something needs to be done. Well, that's all we can take on the show this evening. Join us tomorrow, seven pm, for another brand new edition of Spot Lounge. My name is Maureen, and I am good night. Forty years of academic excellence. Forty years of articulate mentoring. Forty years of innovative technologies. Futa is 40. Come celebrate with us as we are set for more academic feats both locally and overseas. Come celebrate FUTA at 40. 40 years of technology for self-reliance. News, sports, interviews, documentaries, music, and much more. Only the best. The news on FUTA Radio 93.1 FM. This is, this is, this is, this is News Recap on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. Told reporters it was a private piece of authority. News Recap. News Recap. Hello and welcome to News Recap. The federal government says it is borrowing sensibly and responsibly amidst criticisms troubling the nation's increasing debt profile. The Minister of Finance, Budget and National Planning, Zainab Ahmed, made this known at a conference in Abuja. Ahmed was responding to a question on whether the government's continued borrowing, continued borrowing was not capable of impacting negatively on the economic growth recorded. The minister explained that the monies were being inverted on critical infrastructures 
assuring that there will be a return on investment very soon. The Joint Admissions and Matriculations Board JAM and heads of tertiary institutions in Nigeria will meet tomorrow to deliberate on the 2021 admission exercise. The meeting will be presided over by JAM Registrar Professor Isha Koloyede. According to a statement by the Registrar, they will decide on the cutoff marks for the 1.4 million candidates who wrote the 2021 Unified Tertiary Matriculation Examination UTME nationwide. And now the Academic Staff Union of Universities, ASU, has said it is not embarking on an industrial action from tomorrow as being reported in some section of the media. Member of the National Executive Council, National Executive Committee, NEC, of the union, who is also ASU chairman for the University of Lagos, Unilag, Dr. Dele Ashiru, made this known in an interaction with newsmen in Lagos. According to Ashiru, the union only gave the government till the end of the month to meet some of its demands, explaining that there are steps and processes for the union to embark on strikes. He added that ASU is not a one-man union and that if its demands were not met, the national leadership would call a meeting of NEC before any action will be taken. Residents of Akure Ondo State Capital today reportedly sealed off the Akure office of the Benin Electricity Distribution Company, BDC, over what they termed crazy electricity bills. The protesting, the protesting residents of Graceland Estate, Obaile, in Akure North Local Government, said they were being given outrageous monthly electricity bill from 70,000 Naira and above. The chairman of the estate, Mr. Pupola Martins, alleged that they had paid for prepaid meters, but the electricity firm refused to provide meters, accusing BDC of only being interested in collecting electricity bills without maintaining facilities or providing new infrastructures. And now the Chief Justice of Nigeria, CJN, Justice Sanko Mohammed, has summoned six state chief judges over conflicting, over conflicting court orders that emanated in their states in the last one month. The CJN, who is the chairman of the National Judicial Council, NJC, issued the summons to the chief judges in Abuja. Although the date that the summoned judges will meet with the CGN is not yet known, Justice Mohammed expressed displeasure over what he described as conflicting decisions of the justices on ex-party applications by some politicians. The chief judges summoned include that of Rivers, Cross River, Anambra, Imo, Jigawa and Kebi states. Anoyo State High Court sitting in Ibadan has extended an interim order restraining the Department of State Services DSS and the Attorney General of the Federation AGF Abubakar Malami from arresting, killing or harassing 
Yoruba Nation agitator Sunday, Sunday Adeyemo, also known as Sunday Igboho, late counsel for Igboho Yomi Aliu confirmed the developments to newsmen after today's hearing. The court presided over by Justice Ladino Akintola also extended the order stopping the DSS and AGF from freezing the accounts of the embattled activists facing trial in Kotonou, Benin Republic's capital. Justice Akintola then adjourned till September 7, 2021 for hearing. And now the Department of State Services, DSS, has released eight of the 12 aides of Yoruba Nation agitator Sunday Adeyemo, also known as Sunday Igboho. This comes barely after the expiration of the 48-hour ultimatum by the aides lawyer to the DSS Director General Yusuf Bichi to release his client or risk being jailed for contempt. The service had adamantly continued to detain the aides despite being granted bail by the federal government, Federal High Court in Abuja on the 5th of this month. According to reports, the agency refused to release the four of the aides on the grounds that it was preparing to appeal the bail granted to the remaining aides. And finally, on news recap tonight, Kaduna State Government has directed the immediate suspension of weekly markets in five local government areas, including Burning Gwari, Chikun, Giwa, Igabi, and Kajuru local government areas, all due to incessant bandit attacks. The State Commissioner for Internal Security and Home Affairs, Samuel Aruan, made this known in a statement in Kaduna, he said the decision was taken by the state government after a thorough review of the security situation in the areas as recommended by security agencies. Aruan urged citizens to cooperate with the order, assuring that necessary steps are already being taken against banditry and criminality across the state. And that's News Recap. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Buega Atelia. Have a wonderful night. Catch up with the happenings of the day at 8 p.m. on News Recap. At 8 p.m. on News Recap. Every, Every weekday, right here on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. Futa Radio 93.1 FM. 40 years of academic excellence, 40 years of articulate mentoring, 40 years of innovative technologies, FUTA is 40. Come celebrate with us as we are set for more academic feats both locally and overseas. Come celebrate FUTA at 40. 40 years of technology for self-reliance. Ti lo ti fon la fin kwe bo bwara lo kwe ke bawa yo a jodon o goji o don ta si da futa si le. Loro kwa wan la she igbi mama jo ba je ata wun lo koni ati bo bo shishe to fi mongo gba ke kwa pata pata. La fin kwe bo bwara lo ta si nke de ka yegbo. Wikpe university e kwe mero ti mbe la kwe lo yi mekon ti kwe goji o don la to don 1981 ti ati da university si le. Aka emo ye ishe wadi to ti la le wu. Emo ye awan ke kwa to ti jade ti mwen shida adaka akiri akba ye. Akoko watu wa ye la ti kwe go gbo e po katun shajoyo ka shajodun. O goji o don re ti university na ti wa to si 
ndakekeluke ayeyon lati fi toka si orisirisi awon asiyori eti university eti se lateyinwa itan se lowo lowo ati gbogbo igbiyanju ojo wa juko tun ni daasi ile ise radio yin atata futa radio 93.1 fm yo wa ni kale lati mu gbogbo awon eto yi wa fun yin gbo